And step seven, enjoy the benefits of your new mental environment. Enjoy the benefits of your spaciousness and the creativity that comes with it. Enjoy the extra time that you get back in your life and enjoy spending it on those things that you always wanted to do. Hi, this is Joe Polizzi with the Content Marketing Institute and you're listening to my friend Ash Roy on the Productive Insights Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the Productive Insights Done For You podcast launch service, which positions you as a leading authority in your market and successfully turns listeners into high-value customers. Book a call with me on callashroy.com to discuss how we can get started. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to head over to the show notes on the Productive Insights website and you'll find several other related episodes. All you need to do is click on the related link in the show notes and you'll be listening to related and useful content in no time. Hello and welcome to 2017. This is Ash Roy, the founder of ProductiveInsights.com and I've got some excellent content lined up for you this year. I look forward to helping you make 2017 the most productive and successful year possible. I hope you had a fantastic break over the New Year period. I certainly did. I went overseas for a holiday and turns out the internet there was patchier than I expected and I ended up being on a forced information diet. Now this turned out to be a very revealing experience and significantly impacted my approach to productivity in 2017. I shared my revelation over a coffee with one of my clients Amanda Farmer, who's also a regular listener of this podcast, and she suggested that I share this story with all the listeners. So here I am, ready to share this story with you as the first episode in this series in 2017. By the way, if you want to learn more about Amanda Farmer, definitely check out episode 80, where we discuss in detail how she generated an incremental $10,000 in revenue within six weeks of launching her podcast. Her podcast is called Your Strata Property, and it's about strata law. Amanda happens to be a strata property lawyer. If you head over to ProductiveInsights.com forward slash Amanda hyphen farmer, and that's spelled A-M-A-N-D-A hyphen F-A-R-M-E-R, you can listen to our conversation there, and you can also download a free PDF case study, which my team has put together for you. So back to the little epiphany that Amanda recommended. I share with you. As I said earlier, I was on holidays overseas and my access to the internet was patchy at best. Now this meant I was on a forced information diet, which I had not anticipated. Now I have to confess that despite my consistent attempts at cutting down information input into my life, I still found that no access to the internet was uncomfortable. And this only revealed the fact that I was probably consuming information more than I should have been, despite my consistent efforts at trying to cut back on it. After this initial period of discomfort, I started to feel a certain mental spaciousness, which was quite unexpected. And this mental spaciousness came from the unintended extended periods of information dieting. Over the next few days, this gave way to a realization that although I'd been making a concerted effort to reduce information consumption, I was still consuming enough information for it to hinder my creativity. You see, when I started to experience this mental spaciousness, I started to get a lot more creative breakthroughs around my business. I started to get more ideas around how I can work on my business rather than in my business. It's almost as if when I closed the doors to information input, it generated some spaciousness and alchemy even for creative breakthroughs to happen around things that I could do to take my productivity to the next level. This only reinforced 
the importance of a minimalistic approach to information consumption, and for that matter, all aspects of life. So as a result of this, I made a decision to go analog in January 2017. What this meant was physically handwriting my to-do lists in a physical diary. So I still use Siri and the Reminders app on the iPhone and whatever else to capture tasks. But when it comes to actually setting out a plan for the day, I physically handwrite the tasks I'm going to do for that day. And this really helps me prioritize my tasks and work on the things that are going to have the biggest impact. Today's the 15th of January. I've been doing it for the first 15 days of this year and it's working out really well so far. So I'm going to continue with the analog experiment and I'd love to invite you to try doing the same. I found that creating task lists using just my voice on task management apps on the iPhone like OmniFocus or things tended to result in really super long to-do lists that got really intimidating. So I've now separated task capture into a separate activity and then task selection, which is where I handwrite my tasks in my diary as a separate activity again, where I just handpick the most valuable tasks, the biggest impact tasks. Now, if you want to learn more about how to select high impact tasks, check out episode 35, where I talk about how to use high leverage activities to prioritize your to-do list. I've even got a YouTube tutorial about it, which you can access on the Productive Insights YouTube channel. As always, I'll put a link to the tutorial and all the related episodes in the show notes of this episode. So what's the point of this little story? Well, my point is simply this. The one enduring theme that has really come to the surface over the last couple of years in my entrepreneurial journey is that less is more. The idea of less is more has relevance across all facets of my workflow. And when I limit information to only that which is relevant and actionable, I'm far more likely to take strategic action and actually execute on activities that move my life and my business forward. And when I talk about limiting my actions to those things that make the biggest impact, I'm referring to things that follow the 80-20 rule where 20% of your effort delivers 80% of your results. It's also known as Pareto efficiency, which I first came across when I studied my undergraduate degree. And then again, when I studied my postgraduate degree, and then again, when I read the four hour work week, this is a very powerful idea. And I'll share it with you in a future episode in further detail. So how does one go about reducing information input? Well, there are two ways, essentially, you can go away on holidays and not take your devices with you or ensure you don't have internet access for extended periods of time when you're on holidays. One of my good friends, Dr. James Carlopia, who's an expert in organizational psychology and change management in corporations, believes that changing your environment is one of the most powerful ways of affecting behavior modification. The other way you can do this is by reducing your exposure to information by going internet free for finite periods of time each day using a time boxing approach, which I've talked about in episode 17. I'll be sure to include a link in the show notes of this episode. Just head over to ProductiveInsights.com forward slash 112, which is the number of this podcast episode. So as I was saying, you can reduce your exposure on an incremental basis by going internet free for finite periods of time each day. Next time you go to the gym, don't take your smartphone with you. Just focus on the workout or maybe go for a walk without your smartphone. This can be quite a freeing experience, but be aware of the fact that there will be some initial resistance because that is perfectly natural. And that, by the way, is one of the key challenges around going on an information diet. And that is that initial resistance that you feel. The best way to overcome this resistance 
is to be aware of the fact that resistance to change is perfectly normal and that what you're experiencing is perfectly normal. A great way to overcome this is to use a mindful approach and become aware of the feelings of discomfort around the change, especially as they manifest as feelings and sensations within your body. I've talked about this in detail on a blog post that I wrote about how to use mindfulness to overcome procrastination, and I'll link to that blog post in the show notes of this episode also. Essentially, it's just about watching your feelings and being aware of your feelings around the change. It's about objectifying that resistance and watching it evolve as bodily sensations and eventually dissipate. Typically, the feeling associated with change is fear. And while fear worked very well back in the Stone Age, in most cases in our society and environment today, fear is redundant, especially around change. So using a mindful approach where you watch your fear evolve through your physical being and eventually dissipate gives you a lot of confidence over time and eventually allows you to build very powerful habits the most powerful of which is the ability to watch yourself resist change without reacting to that desire to run away from it. So what are the key action steps? Well, I have seven action steps for you. Step one, make a decision to go on an information diet. Step two, decide on what exact times you're going to be offline or off the internet, assuming that you're using an incremental approach. If you're going to do it when you're going away on holidays, then decide on the exact period of time over which you're going to go on an information diet and follow through with it. Step three, do it. Step four, if you experience the fear, then sit with the fear and watch it as it evolves within you, typically in the form of bodily sensations. This has the dual benefit of disengaging your mind from the mental chatter and the crazy-making self-talk that usually accompanies resistance to change. It also allows you to connect with the physical sensations around the anxiety. And I remember reading somewhere that about 70% of emotion is believed to be physical or physiological in nature. So by dealing with these physical sensations, you're speeding up the process of processing those emotions and eventually watching them evolve and then dissipate. You're also disengaging from the mental chatter that tends to perpetuate the anxiety and resistance to change. Step five, go analog and write down the tasks that you plan to do for the day in a physical diary. This has a dual effect of slowing your mind down and helping you to commit to taking action rather than consuming information. Step six, continue with the information diet despite the fear. In other words, feel the fear and do it anyway. That, by the way, is the name of an excellent book which I strongly recommend you read. I'll link to that in the show notes too. And step seven, enjoy the benefits of your new mental environment. Enjoy the benefits of your spaciousness and the creativity that comes with it. Enjoy the extra time that you get back in your life and enjoy spending it on those things that you always wanted to do. Maybe you want to spend more time with your family. Maybe you want to learn the guitar. Maybe you want to go running. I can almost guarantee that you will see positive benefits in your life and your lifestyle as a result of implementing this information diet approach. I hope you find this content useful. If you do, please do leave us a review on iTunes. We'd greatly appreciate it. And please share this episode with anyone else you think might benefit from it. Thank you for listening. This is Ash Roy, the founder of ProductiveInsights.com, signing off. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Productive Insights Podcast. 
You can find all the links in the show notes below this episode on ProductiveInsights.com. You can also ask questions in the comment section that Ash personally answers. How can Ash help you today? 